Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Friday, July 22nd, 2022. How do we live in a world full of sinners? Do we just try to avoid them at all costs? Do we try to get to a place in life where I've got no sinners around me at all? Newsflash, that's not possible. Because guess what? You are still a sinner and anyone who is still around you is still a sinner. So there is no way to avoid the reality of living life in a world where you are surrounded by sinners. But are there situations where you should avoid someone else and cut off all contact with them? And are there some situations where there's honestly nothing you can do? Well, some of that will depend on where you are and who you're talking about. And 1 Corinthians chapter 5 is actually going to give us some instruction on this very topic. As we look at this passage, as we're continuing through reading 1 Corinthians, remember this is a church where there are several clear issues, and we've been talking a lot in the first few chapters about divisions in the church. Well, today we come to a problem really of uh, church discipline that, that has arisen in the church. Look at the first couple verses. It says, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, And of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans, for a man has his father's wife, and you are arrogant. Ought you not rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. So here he is writing about a situation where there is clear sexual immorality. And then he basically says, hey, this person needs to be removed from the church. Now, when we talk about this, you know, when you talk about this at churches or in seminaries, lots of times the phrase now that we use to describe this is church discipline. And that's what does that mean? Well, that's when you actually have to do what is mentioned here in verse two, uh, let him who has done this be removed from among you. So that starts to answer our question to an extent. There are times where you should avoid being around a sinner. In fact, as a church, there may be a time where you need to remove someone from among you. Now, when is that? And that also, this passage should pair in our minds with Matthew 18, where Jesus walks through steps of ultimately kicking someone out of a church, removing them, practicing church discipline. You start by going to your brother who is in sin, uh, and if you can't win them, you bring someone else along. Eventually, you tell it to the church if they are unrepentant, and you uh, remove them from the church. So it's very likely that what we're seeing here in 1 Corinthians is the end of a process of multiple com- conversations with this person. Now, also, what 1 Corinthians does is it helps us put a little more meat on the bones of when should this happen? I think a lot of people think, well, hey, anytime somebody does something that I don't like, I'm going to walk through Matthew 18. Well, the bottom line is we're just not going to. Uh, kick people out of church, remove them from fellowship, practice church discipline for every little thing, right? If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Pastor Ben, uh, this person, they cut me off 
in the parking lot before church. Uh, They took the spot. I clearly had my blinker on, Pastor Ben, and they stole the spot from me. And so I did what Matthew 18 told me. I went to them in private and I confronted them with their sin and they did not apologize. So I took somebody else with me to confront them again and they still haven't apologized. So I want to tell it to the church and we are going to remove this person. I'm going to say, whoa, we need to slam on the brakes here, right? A, a, a slight that you might feel from someone in the church or maybe somebody making a, a rude comment to you. I don't think that's what the Bible has in mind when it's talking about this practice of church discipline. This chapter actually helps us understand a little bit more, right? It says it is reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that is not tolerated even among pagans. Uh, So we see that these kind of sins that are going to get taken to this level, that they need to be known sins, right? You can't practice church discipline on somebody if you don't know their sins. So there's there's a nature that this sin is public or it's, it's known and it's serious, uh, you know, it's it's something that even the, the, the pagans don't tolerate. Like this sin and allowing it to stay in our church uh, is really dishonoring the name of Christ as this person is unrepentant still in their sin. So, no, we're not going to practice church discipline when, you know, hey, they, they stole the last uh, cookie at the hospitality table after church, and I wanted that cookie, right? That, that's not what we're talking about. We need a lot of patience with each other in those things. But when there is clear sin and serious sin, often it is a matter of, of sexual immorality, where, where what's being done is clearly wrong, or it could be a lot of other instances where there is a clear sin, and also, to get to this point... Uh, According to Matthew 18, there needs to be a clear lack of repentance as well, Uh, right? Where this person is engaged in this sin and they are clearly refusing to repent. They are still walking in their sin, which that's what seems what is happening here. A man has his father's wife. He is not responding to the counsel of the the church and the reproof of his brothers and sisters in Christ. So this person needs to be removed. And, And it's important. Uh, Because we see here, the church is even boasting that this person is still there. And it says in verse 6, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you really are unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, but with the leaven the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So there needs to be a commitment to dealing with sin within the church. And that's where sometimes that's that takes a lot of patience and bearing with one another and while still confronting each other, but giving it time on things that aren't uh, as clear or as serious. But when there is this serious, clear sin in the church, it needs to be dealt with. And maybe that has to start with you. If you know somebody in the church and hey, there, there is clear unrepentant sin, I need to start by going to them and seeking to win my brother or my sister uh, to turn from their sin and to follow God's way. So uh, should we avoid sinners? Well, there there is a time and a place where we need to say, no, I'm avoiding that person. And it says later on, uh, it describes this 
more, uh, it, but it gives us a little different context because there are people that we don't need to avoid. You see that in verse nine, it says, I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. So that seems to be one clear category where there is sexual sin that is unrepentant. It needs to be dealt with. But he explains more in verse 10, not at all, meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of this world. So he's not saying, hey, you can't talk to anybody in this life who is a sinner. Because he's saying, no, to do that, then you'd have to leave this world somehow. You'd have to get out of this world because this is how the world is. Uh, To live, to do business in this world, you're going to have to associate with people who are living in sin. Uh, But the difference is, verse 11, but now I am writing to you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. So there it gives us, again, some more clear categories of sin to look for, but it's saying I'm talking about this when the person claims the name of brother, when they are still trying to be attached to the church and act like, hey, I'm following Christ and I'm worshiping him. No, that is the situation where you need to say no, that you need to be removed from fellowship and we're not even going to eat together until you repent. And just a a little uh, spoiler alert here, as we get to 2 Corinthians, I think we're going to see some clear things that that's actually what happens with this guy. He does repent of his sin eventually and needs to be restored to the fellowship of the church. So some instruction there as we think through how do we deal with sin? How do we deal with sinners? Well, there's some sin and sinners that we just can't avoid uh, dealing with in this world. But when it comes to the church, if there is clear sin. It needs to be addressed through this process of church discipline, as we see, which as we see here, sometimes can result in the removal of someone from the fellowship. Now we go back to the Old Testament today where we look at Proverbs 3 and 4 as we continue going through Proverbs. And again, note all the statements about the value of wisdom in these two chapters today. We saw that yesterday, but we're going to see it more today. Uh, I mean, just talking about wisdom, it says in verse 15, she is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire can compare with her. And maybe you think of that old chorus from the 1990s, you know, where Lord, you are more precious than silver. And it ends with that line. And nothing I desire compares with you. Well, here it's saying that about wisdom. And we know wisdom is ultimately found in the Lord and in the Lord alone. But just think of that statement. Uh, The gain from wisdom, it says in verse 14, is better than silver. It's better than gold. But one of the tricky things about wisdom is we're not going to find it in ourselves. And that's where that's something that you know, because I'm sure you know a couple of the verses in Proverbs 3. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are a pretty well-known passage in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So right there, you see a lot of valuable things. You see those familiar words, but what I want you to notice is trusting in the Lord is paired with 
uh, a negative command. We, we need to trust in the Lord, but don't lean on your own understanding. I think another way to put that is be not wise in your own eyes. So real wisdom is going to involve humility. Real wisdom is going to involve the, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and I need God's help. And as we acknowledge him, as we look to him for help, he will help us. And notice again, the benefit of the fear of the Lord, which again, sometimes we don't like that phrase because it comes across to us as negative. Well, the Bible never thinks of it that way. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Why? It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. So even though sometimes it may seem counterintuitive, we need to say, hey, I'm not going to trust my own feelings or all my own thoughts. I'm going to trust in the Lord. And that's where sometimes that means we need to submit to his word. We need to submit to him by lifting up our requests in prayer. But we need to see the benefit of that. It's healing. It's refreshment. And the wisdom that comes from that, it's better than gold, silver, jewels. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And so even as we think through what we saw in 1 Corinthians, sometimes it's like, you know, we might not like one of those things where it's like, no, I don't want to associate with any sinners in this world. Well, the Bible's telling you, you kind of have to, or you'd have to go out of this world. And even to some extent, we need to associate with the sinners of this world because we are here to be salt and light. But sometimes we might not like the other part where it's, ah, we need to remove someone from the fellowship. Ah, that seems harsh. No, if it's, if it's clear sin and serious sin, that's what needs to happen according to God's word. So let's remember, let's not lean on our own understanding. Let's trust the Lord. Let's follow his ways and know that's going to be what's best, even better than gold. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.